BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. On today's episode, I'll be chatting with Kevin Bacon. He's out with two exciting new projects, the third season of Showtime's City on a Hill and the peacock horror film They Them. Of course, a conversation with Kevin Bacon wouldn't be complete without me bringing up Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, a game that I am actually very good at. Thank you very much. So go on, grab a snack, because I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook, with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You know, the interesting thing about Kevin Bacon is that you never know what you're going to get from a Kevin Bacon performance. He's unlike other movie stars in that he's less known for his persona and more known for the wide array of characters he's played over the years. Whether he's dancing his way into our hearts in the classic film Footloose or terrifying us in films like The River Wild or Sleepers, Bacon, the actor, is always front and center. I spoke with Bacon about how he finds the parade of characters that he's played over the years and about his two new projects, the third season of Showtime's City on a Hill, where Bacon plays Jackie, a corrupt veteran of the FBI. The series tackles crime in the early 90s in Boston, and it's just fascinating. 
Bacon's other project is equally as fascinating. It's the peacock thriller horror film They Them, where Bacon plays the director of a gay conversion therapy camp. It's like a slasher horror film, but also with a message. It's so good. Both projects show Bacon's range, and that over the last 40 years of being in the business, it's clear that Bacon isn't even close to slowing down. I'll start with City on the Hill. So what, like, it, there's so much, the past two seasons, there's been so much going on, especially with your character. What, like, first interested you in City on a Hill? Um, I'm sorry to say that you were up a little bit. I hope that isn't my end and I hope it fixed itself. Are you okay? Oh, I, you, sound, oh you sound okay, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, on a hill, uh, when I read this pilot three years ago, I, I just was knocked out by um, that character. He was uh, anything that I had ever played. And yeah, that's at this point in my life, what I look for is a guy who's new to me, you know, because I've, I've played a lot of different kind of men and that, 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 that becomes kind of hard to, to find mm -hmm. um, the combination of, of, well, first off, he's incredibly corrupt and has a very, very dark side to him. He's very, very, very verbose. Um, he is also uh, extremely well-read and very, very street smart at the same time. You know, mm -hmm. definitely doesn't come from any kind of an intellectual or uh, uh, privileged sort of background. You know, he, he's, a, he's basically a street kid who, who uh, uh, just was really attracted to books more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. And it's what blows me away. I mean, I've recently in a few years, it seems like New York City was always the sh the the setting for crime shows. You know, it, it was the, the place to go to for a crime show. But in recent years, it seems like Boston has become sort of a character in itself in a lot of these crime shows and films. I mean, you've you've even been in a few of them. And it's like, what is it like? What is it about Boston that makes the setting for this show so it's like a third character in a lot of ways between you and the lead? Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 there's kind of, it's kind of there's similarities to Philadelphia where I grew up in that you're in this giant East Coast city, mm -hmm. uh, but you really feel you're in a small town. And Boston is all about connections. It's all about knowing somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody else. And I know a guy and my friend's cousin can help you out. And and there's a lot of like kind of quid pro quo that's just part of the culture. If, if you do this yeah. for me. And I can take care care of you down the line. And sometimes that can be great, you know. Sometimes it can be, uh, you know, it it can be really helpful. And sometimes it can lead to some sort of nefarious uh, dealings. There's also, you know, and this comes up a lot in, in this in this uh, show. There's a there's a uh, undeniable history of racism in Boston, which is is really addressed pretty um, front and center in uh, City on a Hill. And we we find these characters at a at a at a, a pivotal moment in Boston's history, which was the 90s, when things hopefully kind of started to turn around for the better. And um, uh, that was at, at that time, as you pointed out, movies about this, uh, Whitey Bulger and, mm -hmm. and his relationship to guy um, and John and and uh, and you amount of organ that was in Boston at that time was really kind of 
control. And while this is a fictionalized story, is the world that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, just as an outsider, like I, I think of Boston, Massachusetts, I think of liberalism. I think of, you know, like just it's, it right. doesn't seem, yeah. but Boston does seem very separate from the rest of Massachusetts in a lot of ways. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like Chicago and Illinois, I think, where like you just, you just, they're, they're almost like two separate states in a lot of ways. And it becomes this really interesting component on the show. And Jackie, your character is so, I mean, he's complicated. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's one of the characters that like, I want, I of course really like, but at the same time, I'm also like, should I be liking this person? I don't know. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> should you I definitely be? should not. <laughs> but what like, well, what can we expect from the new third season with Jackie? He's definitely at a new place that we've never seen him before in the third season. Yeah, well, he he gets he gets kicked out of the FBI in his mind, quits the FBI, uh, but getting kicked out more uh, true in at the end of the second season. And uh, on the third season, you know, he's he's out of a job. Uh, he's picking up a little work every once in a while at a attending bar. Mm-hmm. A lot of time on the couch, cartoons, and his wife is like, "Dude, you got to do something. You got to get out of here. You're driving crazy." And it's a great moment because, you know, she was, she, she was never that much of a fan of his work in the FBI anyway. But now she's now compared to having him at home, she really wishes that he would leave. And uh, what we did on the show was went to different neighborhoods. That was always the kind of template. Um, the first season was Charlestown and, and um, that whole kind of uh, working class world in Charlestown. Then we went to uh, Roxbury and, and the housing projects there in the second season. And this neighborhood this year is Beacon Hill, mm-hmm. which for people that don't know is a very, very wealthy, um, uh, beautiful, uh, old money part of uh, Boston, mm-hmm. pretty much right in the center of Boston, right near uh, yeah. uh, Copley Square, and and um, he gets a job working for security for this very wealthy family. The the matriarch uh, patriarch of this family is a guy who used to be the head of the Boston bureau. He was the uh, the um, the chief of the Boston FBI Bureau, but he's now retired and he wants some private security for his family. His daughter's a little out of control. Yeah. Um, and he's got a new young wife uh, that, that Jackie makes friends with pretty quickly. And um, so we're in a completely different world. And my character is, is confronted with a lot of terrible stuff that's going on in this house. And it's, I mean, for you as an actor, it's I'm always interested in sort of, especially a character like Jackie, who he's not a normal dude. Like he's not like a normal like you. Like I could see like Kevin Bacon being, you know, you just playing a guy and like finding the FBI agent in in Jackie. But like Jackie is different. How did you find the way you were going to play Jackie? Like, did you have any? Did you did you base him on anybody? Because he's so different from a lot of the people you played. Well, I think that sometimes I really have to go and seek that character out and really, 
I mean, it's always, there's always a lot of homework to do, but sometimes they just kind of come to me. And in the case of Jackie, I read it. I saw him. I mm. heard him. I knew what he was going to look like. I knew how he was going to move. I knew the way, the way that the voice would be placed. I knew the rhythm of his body, his clothes, his hair, his mustache. It all just kind of, kind of came to me. It doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes it does, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I just bam. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm good. Now I got to just learn the lines. Um, but, but, uh, but, but, but with Jackie, I, I don't, I don't know why. I just, but I can't say that it's anybody specifically that I based him on. No, I, it just, um, I don't know. He just came to me. Yeah, he just seems like a fun guy who you know you don't want to ask too much about his past. <laughs> you know what no. I mean? Like, just don't, don't no. ask too many questions. No, no, you don't. And actually, in this season, it's, it's interesting because there is some stuff that comes out that's, that's different than you might have thought and different than we've talked about in previous seasons. So that's, you know, you know as an actor, uh, your, your past is, uh, is very, very important. It's important to, uh, to form the character. And that's something that I always love digging into. I, I recently interviewed Tom Hanks and I asked him about sort of... Wait, who's Tom, Tom Hanks? I know, right? Exactly. Uh, no, but I asked him about the Tom Hanks effect on a role. And like you... You've done so much. People know you so well. You're, I think you're able to blend into a role probably more than Tom Hanks can in a lot of ways. It's just because you're so versatile in terms of what you do. But do you ever sort of think about the, the Kevin Bacon effect on a role and like how maybe some of your past work might dictate how people approach City on a Hill or whatever you're doing? Well, let me just start by saying how much I loved Colonel Tom Parker yes. played by Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's what I interviewed him. I literally just um shot him an email uh two days ago just to say how amazing he was. Um he's always great. And he just to talk about coming out of surprising with just a uh killer performance. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. So um uh, enough about him. Throw <laughs> <laughs> him. Um, it was Tom yeah. Hanks. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Is there a Kevin? Bay? I'm. I'm not sure if there is. It's not. It's not conscious. I mean, the one thing that I will always try to do, as long as I'm playing a human being, you know, I played one. Um, uh, what do they call mutants? Yeah. You know, in yeah, yeah. Uh, X Men. Yeah. You know. Um. As long as it's a human being, I feel a very strong need to humanize whoever that character is, regardless of what it is that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I've done some terrible, terrible things yeah. to people, to animals, to children, yeah. to women, to, uh, you know, there's there's that's come out of my mouth that is inexcusable and actions that are, you know, um, that many people would would uh, uh, describe as monstrous yeah but my feeling is that you ha I, I can't I, i'm not playing a monster i'm playing a human being and so I, that's the only thing that i think i think that's what if anything that's what you're gonna get from yeah and that's something that i think i mean it, it also relates to your character and they them which i want to shift to a little bit too but just in general sort of sticking with sort of these characters that you've played that are so nuanced some so evil like 
the River Wild or in Sleepers, I'm thinking of, or just some, you know, the, the, the diversity of characters that you've played where they can be really evil sometimes. And like having having to find the humanity in a character like in Sleepers, which I think to this day, I'm still pissed you didn't get an Oscar nomination for that. It it they're so evil, but at the same time, you see something relatable in them. How like how do you get to that point where you can find something relatable with someone so evil, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I have to say that if I'm playing a really nice guy or if I'm playing a really bad guy, I don't think the process is all that different for me. Mm. You know, I want to um, think about where they're from. I want to think about, you know, and I'll give you an example in, in Sleepers. I took, I took that guy and I made him from Philadelphia and the prison was in New York hmm. and I wanted to have a certain resentment that he had towards these kids from New York who thought they were so much better yeah. than a kid from Philadelphia and something that you maybe would not even understand as you were from Philadelphia. It was a launch for me in terms of that guy's might and then mm-hmm. you know obviously people that that do that kind of shit probably have a long cycle of abuse in 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 their own families so you know i'm going to try to dig into that and create a backstory that will probably reflect that so so start with all kinds of things interior backstory and then start to think about what, how the external parts of it are going to be layered on. And that is the way you move, the way you speak, the way your hair is, the way the kind of clothing that you wear, you know, gestures and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then learn the lines and say them and see what happens. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, with they, them, which is an exciting film. Like it's, I, 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 when I first heard about it, I thought it was, I mean, I love the whole team behind it. And it's just such an ingenious idea to take something so timely like conversion therapy and make it into sort of a horror slasher film, which is what the as a queer person who was also raised Mormon, I can tell you it is a it's a it is a horror film. That whole process of sort of like being told that you can change, you can change who you are, whatever. And but I will say when I heard you were in it, it like at first I was like, okay, I, I've seen, I've seen Kevin Bacon be bad before. Sure. But I've also always thought that you and Kira would be really fun at a gay bar. You know what I mean? Like I thought like it would be, you guys would be the allies that would put back a few with us. And so it, it, it shocked me that like you were in they, them, what, like, what, what inspired you to do it? Were you, what interested you in the part in the film from in the beginning? Well, I mean, I've known John for a long time and, uh, have admired his work on the screen, on the stage, television. Uh, there was a, a project that we had that was like the one that got away that for a number of reasons, it was a, it was a brilliant um, series that, that he had created that I wanted to do so badly. This is before I'd even been on television. This would have, I think, been my first, you know, foray into television yeah. and uh, it, it didn't happen. When he reached out to me about this, um, I was so uh, uh, admiring of the idea that he, you know, looked at something that is as terrible and as completely inhumane 
as this concept that you could try to uh, convert someone to be something that they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that it still goes on in this country and that, you know, something around 50,000, you know, young people yeah. a year go, go through this kind of terror that it's, that it's, that it's legal and that it's, you know, sometimes embraced by, you know, governments and by, and by all this kind of thing. I mean, that, that is, but you could make them that, and you know, people would look at it as a as being honorable and and uh, a, a good effort. And you know, five people would see it. You know, yeah. And John was like, "Well, let me think about a, a genre where, you know, this could be. I mean, uh, more widely something that something that really draws people in. And I guess it probably wouldn't make a very good musical. So." You know, I think so. He so horror was was it, and it is a horror. You know, it is a horror show, and in the movie, you know that what they're doing at this camp is is the is the true horror. But he also did this really cool thing, which was he constructed it very much like a teen slasher film of the seventies and early eighties, of which I was in one of the most seminal ones. Yeah, and 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 in that world. When you did things that were people found morally uh, wrong, mm-hmm. such as being gay, yeah, you were going to get it, you know. Yeah. And I in the in in Friday the Thirteenth, I wasn't gay, but I had uh, unmarried sex and smoked the joint, so that was sex and drugs and two, and that was that was it for me. You yeah. knew that 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 was it. Yeah. And and the messaging there is not good. It's mm-hmm. terrible. And so John flipped that. He just flipped it. And I think it's 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 kind of part of his uh, brilliance to 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 frame the film in, in that kind of way. And so when I read it, I, I was like, of course, of course, I'm in. Yeah. It also kind of, you know, there's there's the whole thought process on sort of and this goes back to that. The Tom Hanks question I asked you about sort of taking the persona we know you from, you know, we, we, we know you're in one of the most iconic slasher films of all time, but we also know you as sort of like a eighties heartthrob footloose. Like we have that, that history with you. And then, to, and, and then of course that was a period where people like, you know, myself weren't able to openly say, Oh yeah, Kevin Bacon's a heartthrob that we can like be excited for because we had to be in the closet about it. So in a weird way, it kind of feels like John is taking that sort of, the Kevin Bacon effect, if you will, and using it to get people to pay attention to this really important subject in a lot of ways by us being like, well, we know Kevin Bacon. So of course we're going to see this movie about, you know, this gay conversion therapy thing, and then have a message be given to us in the process. I hope so. You know, I hope so. I hope the people watch it, whether it's me or for, for any, any reason. Um, and, 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 and part of John's, um, uh, not to put words in his mouth, but, but, one of the things that he said to me was that he really touched me was that he wanted a kid, um, you know, who is feeling uh, either closeted or, yeah. uh, you know, um, other than or bullied or whatever mm-hmm. to look at the film and be out there and see themselves mm-hmm. and stand up and be like, yeah, yeah that's me yeah Yeah. you know you know let's let's um let's kick some ass let's find let's find this power and 
if 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 there's any way for I'm not somebody that does films uh, always with a message like that's that's never like I don't look at the I've just never been. That's just not been my thing. You know, I'm going to live my life according to a, a, you know, a kind of ethos that I think is, is, is a value, but, but I don't, I don't really haven't really thought about what is being put out there in the films that I've chosen. But in this case, if that could happen, like if, if there's a moment like that uh, for a kid out there, um, then I, I, I would be very proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's similar to when you guest starred on Will and Grace, I think in a lot of ways that, that having, <laughs> it is in a lot of ways where, you know, I was a kid watching Will and Grace and I saw this parade of straight superstar talent be guest stars on a show that was very gay. And it's like, uh-huh. that did something for me. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, and that was also an absurd episode, but it was, it was, it was kind of great to see superstar straight talent on a show that was so gay. <laughs> I get a lot of love for Will and Grace. It's funny. It really does still, I still, I still have those airport moments where somebody goes, hey, you know, I, I, I of your stuff, but Will and Grace really, yeah. <laughs> that was the one. That's the one. Well, I mean, speaking of airport moments, one of the things, and my last question for you, but I have to ask you about is I have always thought the whole six degrees of Kevin Bacon is really funny. Sure. And you probably get it a lot. People come up to you and talk to you about it a lot. But I always thought it would be really funny <laughs> for how many times, and I'm sure it happens, how many times people try to do it with you in films that you weren't in, and then you uncomfortably have to say, oh, I'm not that person, or I wasn't in that movie. Like, does that ever happen to you? Uh, yeah, well, what the, you know what happens a lot is that people come up to me and they say, hey, seven degrees. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's actually six. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, seven works too. Yeah, yeah, sure, it happens. Yeah, they're like, you know, well, listen, you know, you you're you you're starring in Yellowstone, so you would be I'm like, no, it's a different uh cabin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it works. At least at least they're paying attention. Maybe not as close as you hope it would. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. Thank you, man. Honestly, They Them is just so, so good. If you're a fan of the horror genre, you definitely should check it out. And let me know what you thought of today's episode. You can find me at H. Allen Scott on everything. Thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. If you liked what you just heard, please leave a little rating and review and maybe consider sharing it on social media. And for more on the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day. Oh,